What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cat's Corner Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 23rd, and uh, we've got a lot to do today. So we're going to jump right into it and kick it off with our announcement that we made on Twitter today. We are doing our first annual Bobcat Madness is what Reed's calling it. I'm going to call it Cat Craziness, but Reed doesn't like that. No, it's Bobcat Madness. First annual Bobcat Madness. We have posted the polls on Twitter for that. So go ahead and vote uh, in those Twitter polls. This round is your first four, or your last four in round. And uh, game one Matchup one is Levi Bell going up against Janelle Fitzgerald. So that's round football. One. Round first. one is tonight. Last four in round one. That's what I said. You said game one. I had already said everything else. Anyway, Levi Bell, Vanelle, Janelle Fitzgerald is matchup one here in our last four in. So go vote on that. We've also got Kyle Hergel versus Cedricio Wynn, Nigel Caesar versus Lincoln Perry, sorry, and uh, Levi Wells versus Dominic Yancey. So go vote in that. Again, this is your last four in round, and then we'll be posting up, what, early next week? We'll post, or over the weekend, our round two. No, round two will be in two days this right round over end. the weekend this is thursday so oh yeah. saturday saturday or sunday maybe. and we'll do a quick hitter even if reed can't we'll do just a quick hitter to review the last four in and um and then preview you know your first round second round matchups who who in our in our bracket there so what's, what's your uh what's your bracket prediction here quick rundown who, who you got taking it all Taking it all. My vote for taking it all is gonna be. I think I think our championship. I'm not gonna say taking it all. I think our championship is gonna be either uh, Coach Antoine or Kelly Danfus, and two reasons for that is because you're saying our champ, like the champion, our championship game. Yeah, will be against those two, Antoine and Damp. Yes, and the reason I say that is. Because kind of our two most active folks within the university that have kind of uh, liked our tweets or retweeted us have been have come from the women's basketball program and Kelly Danfus himself. So yeah. I think if one of them catches kind of wind of this, they will um, come with the yeah. maybe promote it. So I think I think the one of those two could if, run this. I don't know if Danfus would promote it though. Like he, he might. Like, I don't know if he would want himself to win. He's a very, like, humble guy. Like, he wants everybody to win, you know? He's the president of the university, so okay, if he so wins, everybody you, wins. Who do you want? Who's your Who's your champion in your heart? I think Coach Antoine. Yeah? I think what she did with the women's basketball program this year is, I think she, I think she'll win. I want. And she's, I mean, she's a number one seed in her on her side of the bracket yeah um 
Dampus would be a two seed. So kind of go in with chalk there, but um, I think Coach Antoine was our overall. I didn't want to put seeds on there. I just didn't think that was right to do. We're all part of the same team. Um, yeah. Coach Antoine is the two seed on her side of the bracket. Oh, okay. Um, oh, either so way. So she's third seed overall. Yeah. So. My champion in my heart is Mason Harrell. <laughs> I want Mason Harrell to take it all. I, yeah. I'm rooting for everybody on here, but. Yeah, I would say. I want to see. I want to, you know, I've always liked Mason Harrell. I would say with them, the struggle is going to be that the men's basketball team hasn't really engaged us this year. So. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, this was kind of random selection based on a lot of people that we were talking about too. Yeah, not super, not random, but kind of some big names that have been talked about. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it was kind of just our combination, uh, our thoughts on big names over the last basically calendar year, and there's been a lot of big names, but just kind of yeah. big names that have done something over the last calendar year. So we're looking at like last spring, which is yeah. why you see guys like Dalton Sheffield and That's Tristan like Stivers. on there. Right, so know. those guys, obviously they're not here anymore. Stivers and uh, Sheffield were drafted. Yeah. But because of their big contributions in the last calendar year, so since we could have last March, a, you know. Yeah, we could have easily had a 64-man bracket, but... March is almost over, so yeah, that would have been no, that would have been too much. I think that would have been overkill. So yeah. Anyway, so there is that. Go get your votes in. We'll be posting the um, next round matchups after our last four in our go final, and then, um, like I said, we'll do kind of a quick, quick hitter recap of our last four in, and then of your round two matchups um, over the weekend when we post those polls. So. There's that. Let's jump into the normal episode. All right, everybody. So, got our preview of kind of our Bobcat Madness bracket out of the way. And Reed, uh, we've got a lot to cover this week. Yeah. What do you say we start with the quick thing in men's basketball recruiting? Yeah, let's start with that. Colton Benson, you know. Yeah, out of nowhere, another a local kid coming back home. Um, Actually, a short little tie to him for us, too, which is kind of cool. Yep. His dad was our youth pastor a long time ago. Right, so uh, he, a long time ago, we went to a church called Real Life, and his dad, was his dad the head youth pastor there i I didn't know his i didn't know his dad all that well just to be completely honest but uh i do remember him running around in yeah in the youth groups and in stuff well Um, he's always been a hooper too yeah he he played with he put i remember he used to play a lot with uh, what was uh elijah higgins but what was the other oh greg brown no no the main pastor's son they they Oh, Eli. Eli. They yeah. at at church after church and stuff, they were always the ones in the parking lot leading kind of the Yeah. The no, he played with some real game, hoopers so. too. Like he was uh 
I guess through AAU ball and all that. He, I think, if I recall correctly, he played AAU with Greg Brown, who was at UT last year. He was one of their big men. Um, he's he's a walking bucket. He was probably. Yeah. I think he was, if not the points leader, he was top two on Army's team last season. Yeah, and he, um, you know, I'm not gonna act like I knew a ton about him or followed Army at all you know, before I saw this, but once it was announced, I kind of went back and like looked up his highlights and saw that stuff. And seems what we talked about all season was we had no one to fill the shoes of a Caleb Asbury, a guy who can just step up and make a, sh- just knock down a shot when you need it. Yeah. And has the size because yes, Mason Harrell could do that, but the size was always a limiting factor for Mason Harrell. It just if we're going to be honest about it with ourselves. So got size. He seems like a real three and D guy. He seems like he's going to play tough on the defensive end of the side of the ball. And we know that that's what TJ, TJ likes values guys who play tough on the defensive end. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the pickup. Um, yeah, I, I think, and three years of eligibility left. That's awesome to yeah. come in with that. Let me pull up some quick stats on him. Um, I mean, we don't have you don't have to if we we don't want to, but I I like that pickup. I think it's awesome getting out there I early and um, and bringing a guy back. Yeah, back to Central Texas with the ties and stuff, and hopefully that um, that'll keep them around here long term. Because it would suck to see him have a good year and hop in the portal again. But since he's from Central Texas, hopefully he'll. Well, stick there around. was a change in coaching and stuff. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, so he had, and that speaks twenty four points against Colgate. That was his season high. Yeah, and it speaks to just. I think the relationships that TJ develops with recruits is even if he doesn't land them, you know, there's still there's still some sort of relationship there for when when they hop in the transfer portal that they're like, oh, let me see what TJ's got going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I like I like the pickup. Um so that that's the first of many that that this basketball team um is going to need this yeah, this offseason. So, first of many, but a, a a good start for the basketball program in recruiting, no doubt. Yeah, definitely good. Um the square and around pod guys, they got in they got into the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Republic of Football. That's pretty cool. Good for them. Yeah, I congrats saw that. Um, congrats to them. That's awesome. I know the, the guys that work with uh, Eyes on Texas. So yeah, pretty cool. They'll all get to. I guess they work together in a sense, huh? For sure. I mean, I don't know how much crossover that there is going to be with those because it's still kind of a fairly new kind of venture that's that's out there with Dave Campbell's football. Yeah. Um, but awesome 
to get the exposure out there on the university. I mean, there hasn't, there hasn't been this sort of exposure in the past, but I do think that some of the, some of your like mainstream college athletics outlets like a Dave Campbell's are realizing that, yeah, we might be a G5, yeah, we might be a mid-major, but there's value in covering those schools and there's yeah. and there's lots of fans to be had. So yeah, the exposure is great. Good for no, them. Yeah, um, excited to see what they can do. I think they were talking today. Um, I just saw the tweets. I didn't get to watch the video portions because I was at work. So, but I saw the tweets and from what I gathered, it looked like they're going to be going to two shows a week, their normal show, and then. And then the thing that they're doing with Dave Campbell's and they'll kind of be on a split feed. So it's cool. That's cool. Awesome. More Texas state content, the, the better, the more exposure for this university, yeah. the better, cause that's just going to pump, help pump money in. So, yeah, I know um, I, I don't know those guys, but I know you said you've talked to Jacob before and yeah, I had a brief just Twitter, uh, DM with him and, and then gone back and forth just on, on Twitter about different things, so um, it's pretty cool. It's awesome it's good to get. It's good to get the school out there. And I saw that Keth hired a producer yeah. for his podcast, so that's freaking awesome. Like yeah. that's just gonna help him make more and better content, no doubt. Because, um, yes, like he's a journalist, but like making a podcast isn't his full-time job he writes for the statesman so uh yeah. having having a new having new people on board is going to help him just make more and better content so it's awesome to see more people talking about and i know kev's been doing it for a long time yeah um, but it's awesome to see more people talking about uh texas state athletics because i mean we've been pounding the table about texas state athletics for a long yeah. time and we just need more exposure so yeah we do Let's move. You want to do softball or baseball first? Mm. Let's start with. Let's start with baseball. Okay. I think we started with softball for the last one, and also softball kind of had a little bit of a down week. But, but have we talked since they beat UT? Yes. We did? Yeah, we talked right after they beat Bama and UT. Okay. And then after that, it was kind of a, kind of tough. We did. Okay, yeah, we did talk right after that because that's when I left. All right, we'll start with baseball. Well, with baseball, we took down two top 25 opponents. In a we, week? Yeah, in a week. And then we played a couple of crappy teams this week. Let's start with um, TCU. Let's start with them. I think that. Yeah, would be. we'll start with the TCU game. Eight four win on um, March fourteenth. So last Tuesday, uh, here in San Marcos, number eleven, we beat them relatively uh, easily, <laughs> I might say. And um, yeah, TCU sucks. They might be the weakest number eleven. I've ever seen. No, they're nine and they're they're nine and seven. Yeah, no. After that, no, they they don't suck. That's me, like 
just talking mess, but they we beat them and then they went and they got killed by OU too. They they weren't deserving of a top twenty five spot, and if they were number eleven, we should have been like number one. <laughs> because yes, we did walk through them very easily, and we're gonna go to their house in like a month, and we're probably gonna do the same thing. We are going up to Fort Worth, and uh, maybe we talk this summer during the slow times about your connection to TCU because I think that's a good idea for an episode is our our Bobcat origin stories. Holy so shit. anyway, the roots. But anyway, so TCU um, came into San Marcos. Slow beat during them. the summer. I don't know what you're talking about. What dude. are we going to have during the summer? Our baseball season is going all the way until Omaha. Okay, but we still have two and a half months before football starts. No, 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 anyway. No. You got softball. Not softball. Volleyball after that. It doesn't start that early. Anyway, the TCU game. Tony Roby started that game. He's a guy that we've talked about. He went um, four innings, one earned run. Um, only two strikeouts, which was interesting. That's a K machine right there, baby. Two strikeouts? Yeah, bro. You got to um, think, look, the statistics that we see are pretty inflated because we're like, oh, Levi Wells goes out there and chucks up eight, nine Ks. I know. That's Levi Wells. He might be one of the top five pitchers in the country right now, you know? Yeah. It's a that's an inflated thing for us to say. I mean, go out there, have two Ks, and pair that with what he gave up two runs. One one earned two runs, one earned, yeah. Okay, one earned run over four with two Ks. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and then uh, Reed's guy Jack Stroud came in three innings pitch, two hits given up, no runs on five strikeouts. So he performed really well against. Stiff competition. I mean, they probably, sh- not they shouldn't, they're not ranked in the top 25 anymore. So they clearly were not as good as that number 11 ranking said. But um, there's still stiff competition, no doubt. I'm not going to sit here and act like TCU is a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. They're a very good and historic baseball program. So um, he played there. He did. Oh, you know who else? Uh, Jake Arietta was at that game. Really? Mm-hmm. He sponsored the leadoff, part of the leadoff, didn't Yeah, he did. Uh, him and Trout were What's like it? best friends. Is that the connection? What's the connection? Is what the connection? Him did and Trout? Did he play at TCU? Arietta? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then him and Trout were roommates. They were like best friends. Huh. Interesting. Another cool little connection there that... uh I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody, and their brother-in-law was also roommates with them. Hmm. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. And then Tristan Dixon comes in and finishes the game off. uh, 1.1 innings pitched. um, One strikeout. One hit and two earned runs given up. So what's funny is for Tristan Dixon, we're like, ah, not the best outing. But he's still, get, yeah. you know, still really good. Uh, Man, Tristan inning. Dixon's he's a good pitcher. He's been down, but he's a good pitcher. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I don't think he's necessarily been down. I think he's you know been 
getting into the swing of the season, but yeah. it's early. I wouldn't say he's been down. Yeah, I guess not. But I don't know. I mean, let's see. 13 strikeouts so far. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. He's been down. He's got a 4.5 ERA so far this season. Last year he had a 2.9. So I feel like they yeah. they put him in in sticky situations. So. Well, he's probably the best guy that we have out of the pen, and that's what you're going to get. Yeah. But also, once again, us saying he's down, it's a... It's relative. We watched Tristan Stivers come in last yeah. year and get exactly he, his ERA was like point three, <laughs> <laughs> like or something stupid like that, you know. So it's yeah, like, he's uh, he was outstanding last year, and so Tristan Dixon has big shoes to fill for sure. Um, but I think he'll he'll settle into his role and and routine. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what else to kind of say about that game. It, it was an overall just good game. Yeah, the it, bats were hot. Yeah, we the beat them pretty handily. Was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, how many hits did they have? They only had like maybe six hits, seven hits, seven hits. Yeah, for give up seven hits to the number eleven team in the nation at the time. That's not bad. Yeah, and I mean. But when it's when you see seven hits, but they only scored four runs, and two of those came in the ninth, um, you know most of them were like singles with nobody on, yeah, because they didn't score, and then exactly. our guys got out of it and get get out of the inning. Yeah, so. situational pitching. Yeah, the so. most important part of baseball, honestly. So, um, yeah, good win there, and then we had the. Series win came down to it's a rubber game, huh? Yep, against uh, Southern, Southern Miss. Miss, who was also ranked at the time. We we knocked two opponents out in one week, and somehow didn't front. get ranked. So we beat we beat Southern Miss. Uh, we, if we go and take this series this weekend, we'll probably be ranked. I would say uh, two games to one last weekend here in San Marcos. And like Reed said, knocked them out of the top 25. I would say probably what's hurting us, because Grand Canyon is the number 25 team this yeah. week, the loss to them. Yeah. That's what, that's kind of, that's probably where that is coming to play. I don't know if we can, you know, yeah, two, well, hang on. Grand, Let's, Grand Canyon's also, it was fluke. It was kind of a fluke. I mean... We Weird had the weather Friday. over there. It was kind of cool. We had the Friday game, and then bats where some errors happened, but air, it, plenty of errors in the outfield. Unfortunately, um, Ben McLean kind of got shaken up in that series, and I is, think that's the series that Levi Wells got hurt too. Right? And yeah, and he's and Ben McLean for his part is really just starting to find it again kind of after he, he after smacked into the freaking wall again this weekend. i know he can, i was like dude stop selling your body yeah <laughs> can we but can that we take was it easy ben like away, I, I we don't need you we don't need you uh getting hurt out out there i mean i appreciate the effort but it's early ben 
Yeah. And I like you a lot. Yeah, we need <laughs> we you for like you around, 40 man? more games, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Southern Miss game one, uh, uh, two to four loss. Rather unfortunate. Um, Cameron Bush picks up the loss in that one. That's what I was going to say. You got to remember, though, that that was a Friday. A Friday that non, we had That was a non-Levi Wills yeah, Friday. Yeah, a Friday that we don't have our Friday starter. Um, we go Cameron Bush to Rhett McCaffrey to Jonathan Martinez to Carson Keithley to Otto Wolford. And um, that's your pitching lineups there. Um, when your starter only gives you three innings of work, it's going to yeah, be tough. That's a... He's a he's a good pitcher, but he's more of a midweek because that's he's, midweek pitchers. Well, I think Bush quick. is probably going to be coming out of the bullpen. He's not stretched out. He only threw fifty pitches in that game. Yeah. Oh, while we're saying this, actually, did you see they flipped Wood and Madrano for this weekend? I did, and I like that. I kind of do too, because mm-hmm. if we lose the Saturday game, you have a. I, I yeah. We talked about it last time. I'm sure Madrano is a good pitcher. I'm just not sold on him in the starting rotation in in the weekend starting rotation yet. And so I do like it for the same reason. It's not traditional, but Trouty thinking outside the box. Trout knows better than we. He's thinking outside <laughs> the box is Madrano has the opportunity to be good, but if something goes wrong on Saturday, you have a better pitcher in wood starting on Sunday to help you close out the series. I I think it's a good move. I like it. Um and and maybe you know, Trout knows his guys. Maybe Madrano settles into that Saturday role. Maybe it just is you never know. Maybe it's just a better fit for him pitching Saturdays. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, between maybe he just doesn't like the morning start on Sunday. It doesn't fit with him to start before noon. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. But anyway, so to this Southern Miss game again, the bats go quiet, um, and we talked about it earlier. Is and and you know what? I feel a bit. Um, the bats went quiet by a few feet. They were absolutely ripping balls know, to the warning she, track. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> We've been doing that all year. But I feel a little bit vindicated in that opinion about we've got to learn to play a little bit small ball because in the broadcast last weekend, Ty Harrington said it. He said, maybe this team's a little bit too reliant on the home run sometimes. Yeah. So I feel a bit vindicated and I I think that he is a hundred percent right is uh yeah, we've got a shit ton of power. Yeah, I mean there's if- no doubt that we have power, but let the power come because you're taking good swings, you're seeing lots of pitches, and you're driving the ball to the power alleys, not trying to turn on everything and pull everything. Yeah. Some I of these guys Sorry to cut you. Gonzalez, I think Gonzalez and Pena, I love both of them. They're both damn good hitters. They should take a page out of Mora's book 
and spray the ball instead of trying to turn on everything. Yeah. I uh I like granted, okay. This was against possibly the worst division one baseball team in the nation last night against Houston UTSA? Baptist or oh. Oh. Sorry. Whatever they Sorry. call that school now. Houston, Houston something. They uh well, I on. like how we played that game where it was speaking on the the long ball thing. I like how we started out playing small ball and then towards the end of the game home runs. You know, yeah. pull away with the home runs at the end. Yeah. And Okay, let's finish this. All right. 2 to 4 against Southern Miss on Friday. You hate to lose the Friday game at home. Saturday come out a pitcher's duel, 3 to 2 win over Southern Miss. Again, the bats were quiet, but when you get good pitching like that, um out of Levi Wells on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It, it you know, it's it, it's lights out. It doesn't necessarily matter. And then Tristan Dixon coming in for the save again a cold day. Um and that's when the bats are going to go quiet when it's cold and windy. Mm-hmm. Winds out of the north hard at Bobcat Stadium. Balls aren't going out, buddy. Yeah. Like and that's kind of I hope that as the season goes on, the winds shift and are blowing out might play in our favor, but it's also in the other team's favor, and that's Last when we need our pitching. Last night, ripping towards the softball field. Yeah. And that's when and that... And you see Chase Mora drop one in the center field of the softball field, so that shows you right there. Yeah. Um, so, 10... <laughs> funny. Uh, the score was 3-2, to two. Southern Miss had 10 hits, and we had nine in that game. We just couldn't get bring the runners in. And if you if you watch it, you go back and watch, it's because we get runners on and then fly out. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I love a good sacrifice fly, though. You know who we haven't seen lately? I said I love a good sacrifice I, fly. Okay, but we didn't get anybody in. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what did you say you haven't seen? Oh, Dalen Pena? Or well, what? I know he, he's been hurt, but... Um, guy from Bernie. God dang it. Rashawn Galloway, he yeah. played last night. Did he play last night? Uh-huh, he played okay. catcher last night. I missed that. I had my uh adult league softball game last or uh soccer game last uh, night so i didn't watch yeah, last he, night he played last night but he didn't walked play out him. with his gardening gloves on and I everything. Love that. <laughs> yeah he played last night um uh leary was back playing again leary which was back honestly leary fucking rakes i, I like leary at third base <laughs> I, I they need to figure something out i want i want to say leary at third Ryder hernandez at short and more mm, on second. No. I don't think so. Anywho. Davis um, Powell's the best shortstop we have. Okay. He missed well, either early way. season with injury, but he's the best shortstop we've got. Okay, then pick out, then pick who you're DHing out of, Mora or Hernandez, because they both need to be in the batting order. Well, Dalen Pena DH'd um, on Sunday against but Southern anywho. Miss because he... They said he wasn't ready to be back at first. Um, and then who DH'd against... What are these losers I don't know, but what I was Islanders? saying... I know you... Uh, 
you had tweeted back a while ago about uh, Ryan Leary, like your son and everything. Uh, last night, he was just like walking out of the ballpark, and I was there with my buddies, and we were like, yeah, Leary, such a nice guy. He walked up to us and like said what's up to us, talked to us briefly. I was yeah, like, oh, what a good guy. Dude, all the players, there's something that that team, ha- I said it whenever you said it, and I'll say it again, that team, they have a good culture. Those guys are nice. Like, yeah. if you say something, they're going to walk up and, like, talk to you. You know? Uh, like, they don't walk around like they're all Hollywood. I love it. They're nice guys. They want to talk to us. They'll, they'll get pictures with people. So, Pena didn't play last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pena didn't play last night, but he DH'd the two games before that. Yeah, I know he didn't play last no, night. No, I, I 100% agree. The, um, the culture around this team is, is great. They're all... Um, they were all super cool to all the kids out yeah. there trying to get autographs. And um, I think... Starts at the top. The coaches, yeah. are doing, the coaches are doing right, you know? The coaches For, are making sure that... Absolutely. Everybody is... I, I love this team. There's not... I, I'll, give some guys some, I'll give some guys some shit about certain things, but there's not a guy on this team... And, okay, maybe there's you know a depth guy who we haven't seen yet yeah but um there's not a guy on this team that i don't think has a role and that will be that will contribute at some point yeah in the season um i i think right now if you asked me who the mvp is it's Jose Gonzalez. I was going to say either Jose Gonzalez or Levi Wells. It's one of them. I think we said this like a couple weeks ago too, the same exact two guys. But I do think that there's a couple guys that have an opportunity to get to that Jose Gonzalez level. Who's rookie of the year? <laughs> Chase Moore. <laughs> <Chase Moore. laughs> yeah, newcomer of the year for sure. I, As far as Levi Wells... Is concerned. I do worry about him being a Friday guy once we get to postseason play. If he's our best, he can he can pitch on a Saturday I, or a Sunday I, too. No, but who's who's better than him? Well, that's the that's thing. what I'm concerned about. You all, you I'm always have at, to. Okay, yeah, you're gonna have your number one a starter, or which worker. he's. Which he is slotted in as right now. Yeah. But I think that that's. But you're saying it worries you. You want to see him later, a guy like him later in the weekend in postseason? Is that what you're saying? No, I want to see somebody develop to challenge him as the best pitcher in the weekend rotation. And Madrano's not doing that. No, I'm with you, but Zeke Wood's also a good pitcher. Zeke Wood's very good. He's not as good as Levi Wells, but he's a good pitcher. I'm just concerned long long term about the pitching. I don't know that we have that we I have think, enough right now. I think the Yankees fan is coming out of you right now because you just want it all. You're like, you know what? Nope. I want Levi Wells to be the worst starter on our team. 
I do. I and do. I'm, and I I'm do. with you. I, I want, want that Levi too. Wells to be our Sunday guy. Yes, that would be awesome. Because you know why that would be awesome? Because our team that means would be we've unhittable. Got, yeah, exactly. But you can't have that, especially when you're a mid-major. You're, why not? You're we had about, it last year. We had Levi Wells starting Saturdays last year. It's it's still hard, dude. You got well. Zeke Wood was Friday. Levi Wells was Saturday. It was just flipped of what it's been so far. Who was who was pitching? Sunday was we've talked about this. Sunday was a mix. Is, Sometimes uh, it was Tony Roby. It was a mix. But okay, if you're gonna say you want Levi Wells to be our Sunday guy, you would be talking. Levi Wells would probably be probably be the number one pitcher at UT right now. No. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I'm with you, but also we gotta we gotta be realistic here. We're talking about a guy that's gonna be an all American. He was preseason all American, he's gonna be an all American pitcher. You can't have three of those on a roster. No, but I would like to see at least like I would like to see two of our weekend starters to be like to get all Sunbelt mentions. Yeah. Uh, Sunbelt play just started. You never know. Zeke Wood might get hot. I hope he does. I, I hope he does. And I it's been cold, it's been windy. Um and I know that that type of stuff affects pitchers. So hopefully we do see these guys pick it up, especially as, because I know like, I know in the cold, it's harder to get a grip on the ball. Um, We've seen a couple guys spike some stuff in the dirt, which there's no dirt out there, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm probably, you got to find when you beat two top twenty-five teams in one week, you got to find something to be a little bit temper expectations and be a little negative about. We can be negative about the fucking security at the baseball game. <laughs> Reed was going off. I was hoping him. I was going to get arrested because I was going to tell them that let's, a lawyer would love it. Let's not do that, <laughs> dude. A lawyer would have ate that up because I didn't say a single cuss word. At, let's let's not have to have that happen anyway so sunday against we're we're just we're jumping all over the place here it's okay sunday against what they want (laughs) sunday against um southern miss like reed said rubber match uh we won eight to five and your pitching went Nathan Madrano, Carson Keithley, Tristan Dixon, and Rhett McCafty with the save. Carson Keithley is a good pitcher, too. I like him. He is good out of the pen, for sure. Um, he's got he's got some mad movement, and he's only a sophomore, red, redshirt sophomore. But he's got some mad movement um, on some of his pitches, and... To this point in the season, he kind of has an inflated ERA, um, but he's only made eight appearances, so I think that's kind of part of it. Mora, again, just absolute pimp. Yeah. And I think I might have been wrong last week when I said that he's 
probably not going to get in your weekend. Yeah, I think you have monopoly lineups because he played every day this weekend, and he played well. You owe Chase more an apology. It has nothing to do with it had nothing to do with his level of play. He's been outstanding. It had everything to do with the fact that I figured they'd go with experience and put Ryder Hernandez at um, at second base, especially for Friday and Saturday. But yeah. but I guess you got to go with the hot bat, and he's been hot yeah there's no way around that i mean he just continues to rake yeah nine home runs on the season yeah he's leading the team in home runs he's, he's like one I, of the smallest guys on the team too. i believe he would pro i i mean i think technically he would be leading the team in every statistical hitting category except for at bats maybe not average Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Or on base percentage, maybe not. Because you got to think, a lot of these guys take walks and stuff. He doesn't take a walk. He is. Okay. Guess where he sits in average? Second. Behind Jose Gonzalez. He is technically fourth. Davis Powell, who is our starting shortstop, he has a 400 average. He has 45 at-bats. Jose Gonzalez is at 392. He has 74 at-bats. Chase Mora at 370 with 46 at-bats. The only person higher than those three, which, sorry, not going to count this, Alex Gonzalez, he has a 667 average, but he's only had three at-bats. Hmm. So, your top three really are Davis Powell, Jose Gonzalez, and Chase Mora. Um, home runs, he leads the team in that. He leads the team, oh, second in RBIs. I mean, top in slugging percentage, obviously. Yeah, dude, he's... Yeah, he's he has only things. taken three walks to... And then three lock walks with 11 strikeouts. You'd like to see that um, that walk rate up a bit. But yeah, I mean, the kid's been insane. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's sustainable. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah. He hit another one on... So Tuesday we played A&M Corpus. Um, and... Oh, no, he did not homer in that game. No, he homered against... It's surprising to... He homered Houston. last night against Houston Christian. So against A&M Corpus, we go... Roby Smith, Gold, Bush, Keithley for the save. Tony Roby had a really good start. Um, four innings, four strikeouts, two earned... I think I think he could sneak his way if Nathan Madrano continues to pitch the way he has in the weekend. I think that my you know, next starter in the weekend would probably be Tony Roby. Yeah. He's probably um, I don't have a problem with that. I've said that. I like he's that. got the experience. He did it last year off and on, so 
he's probably your next one in line. Seven to five victory for the Cats against AM Corpus. AM Corpus kind of sucks, bro. Honestly. Yeah, both our midweeks this week didn't do shit for us. Yeah, as far as RPI, definitely not. But confidence boosters. Yeah. You can't discount that. Uh, I don't know if the guy's got a lot of confidence out of beating Houston Christian. They literally might be the worst team in the nation. 13 to 7 against Houston Christian. Uh, Your pitching goes. They 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 Peyton. lost their series to North Dakota State. Yeah, and North Dakota, as we saw earlier, was months. horrible. <laughs> Peyton Zabel, is that how you say that? I'm yeah. not sure. Um, he had a really good start, and this kid is giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six, he He's the one that uh, like Maybe. Hurt, hurt his wrist the other week or something, I think, too. He's huge. Yeah. Um, but he had a good start. Four innings, two hits, no runs, three strikeouts. So another guy that if we've got to move somebody else into the weekend, um, I think he could probably perform well there. But if he's your midweek, that's a damn good midweek. Yeah. So. Um, midweek with that. Yeah, he was damn good. So. Zabel, Diaz, Kerbal, Otto Wolford, he gets the win. Um, Zach Stroud, or Jack Stroud, again, Reed's boy. And Jonathan Martinez round out your pitching. Is um, Jack Stroud now deemed my boy because I said he could maybe yeah. pitch on the weekends too. Reed wants him in the weekends. So. No, I say, I'd said him or Roby. I like both of them. Yeah. They're both good. Mora hits another home run. Surprise, surprise. And um, so did Cade Manning. And Cade Manning has played a solid first base Yeah. In um, while Pena's been out. Yeah, he's taken over well. He's done good. I was kind of worried about that because I think we'd only seen him in the outfield this season. He's dug a couple season. out. Yeah. I think we'd only seen him in the outfield this season before that. But um, But, he. I mean, he stepped up. He's played well. Yeah. Um, Manning actually hit two homers in that game. So, yep. It was a fun game. Rashawn Galloway starting as your catcher. Um, if he develops into into a ca- like into your next stud catcher, because uh, Lewis is a senior this year. Then that's awesome because he's, he's a Rashawn Galloway's a true freshman and uh, he played quarterback in high school, so he's got a damn good arm. Yeah, he's a big boy. Ain't nobody gonna be running on him, I don't think. Yeah, well, last night he first kid that tried to run, he hosed him. Yeah, second kid that tried to run, he sent that thing into the freaking <laughs> outfield. Yeah. He sailed it. He sailed it. Yeah. yeah. But it was like it's tough. It was pitching the dirt. Have you ever thrown off your knees like that? Well, no. So that it's one tough to get over the top of that thing. Uh, off the knees was the one that he hosed the kid. Yeah, he hosed him on his sitting on his knees. The one that he sailed in the outfield was pitching the dirt. Grabs it. Didn't even look up. Just yeah, sailed it. But he's got an arm on him. Yeah. And like I said, no doubt. he's a big boy. You see him walk up to the plate, and you're like, God. He, yeah. He's probably 220. Yeah. 5'11", 225 is what he's listed at. Yeah. That's yeah. a big fella. Uh, he could be a damn good catcher. Um, 
and an offensive i think he could be a good offensive catcher as well which you don't always see sometimes teams give up that offense out of the catcher position to make sure you've got somebody make sure back there the yeah we'll end block balls in the dirt yeah and for a big guy from what i've seen i mean he moves well behind the plate behind the plate yeah but when he's hidden he's he's slow well running he's, the bases uh, but i mean laterally yeah, no, he yeah he he's good at blocking pitches and blocking yeah. them, but just yeah, gotta whenever, see that. that <laughs> we're he's, gonna uh, have to see that bat develop because he's hitting uh, 140, 148 right now in twenty seven at bats. So not a huge sample size, but hopefully the bat will come. I think it can. I mean, he's got pop. If you saw like his high school film, he's got pop. Yeah. So it's there. He's hitting. It'll, he's hitting like a freshman. Yeah, we we once we're again watching inflated Chase, numbers. Yeah, we're, we're watching, watching one of the best hitters in America. Like. Apparently, doesn't know that he's a freshman. He thinks he's a thirty-year-old out there. We were talking. Do you think? Uh, do you? Me and my friends are talking. Do you think they? Uh, the seniors picked the freshmen's walk-up songs. What is Morris? I don't know that I. It's I forget. It's like hillbilly hillbilly. I can't remember what it is. I don't know. It, it's hillbilly 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 hillbilly. And then Galloway's is it's raining men. I'm sure we could ask somebody. I bet the senior because my buddy that commented and was like, I bet they the seniors picked their thing. It was my friend that he said whenever he was in high school, the seniors always picked the freshmen's walkout song. It was like their hazing type of thing. Hmm. Bleep out that word I just put in, or else our team might get a freaking lawsuit. I don't know if I can bleep it, but I'll try. Because, um, like, all the freshmen have, like, kind of, like, funny songs, you know? Yeah, I guess, but nothing like, I don't know. Baseball players are weird with their walk-up songs anyway. Half of them have Taylor Swift, and I'm like, bro. Yeah. But that was always the thing, too. What's wrong Taylor with T-Swizzy, bro? Anyway, so really good weekend um, and midweeks for the baseball team going um, four and one in their last five. Not not too much to complain about there. Obviously, beating TCU um, was huge. Beating Southern Miss was huge. And uh, just got to keep it rolling. Unfortunately, on the road this weekend so we're not going to get a chance to see them in person but all these games um against coastal should be on espn plus so check those out um as reed mentioned they kind of announced that um they were moving madrano into the saturday starter position so let's see here texas state baseball Just make sure we don't. Yeah, so it's going to look like Wells, Madrano, Wood going Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Coastal. And then um, we don't want to... We don't want to miss this. Um, Jose Gonzalez is number seven in the nation in uh, runs produced with 35 RBIs. So... Leading the nation in categories, leading the Sun Belt, um, that's always awesome. 
it's going to be a good year for Texas State baseball. I think that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that's it. All right. Let's jump into softball. So, as Reed mentioned kind of earlier in the podcast, um, bit of a letdown this week from the softball team after that um, after that incredible weekend where we beat Bama and UT in two consecutive days. Um, obviously, there wasn't much to go up from there, but I certainly didn't expect a four-game losing streak. Um, and then, obviously, we tied on Sunday with Troy. Um, two to two, they cut that game short because of, I think, the travel restrictions that we had to have coming back to um, coming back to San Marcos. But, I mean... I guess it's kind of just a cool down. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what to call it. Um, just a. You're on such a high after beating a Bama in a UT. I don't know. I don't know what happens. You know, you beat a Bama, you beat a UT, and then. And then you come out and lose four straight to much weaker competition. Uh, I don't know. What what is that? A slump. (laughs) Obviously. Um, After we beat UT, I was like, we're not losing another game this season. So, and obviously that's not realistic. That's just the the fan in me. But like, what? <sighs> think they got ahead of themselves? You think the just the exhaustion of exerting so much energy in those two days to beat two programs like that just leads to leads to that kind of fall off. I don't know. It was not a good week for softball. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know. Until what. last night when we run ruled UTSA in five innings to bring it all back yeah. around and we're not losing another game this season. Again, officially. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what uh I'm not even gonna recap the tech losses and the Troy losses because honestly it was depressing, it was demoralizing, and it didn't make sense in my brain how we could beat UT and Alabama in consecutive days and then lose those four games. So we're going to skip right to UTSA. Run rule, five innings in San Antonio at their home stadium. And, uh, I mean, who else? But Jessica Mullins goes out and throws three innings, one hit, no earned, and then... Annalise Solis comes in, two innings, one hit, no earned, because the road runners suck. Yep. <laughs> Reed doesn't have much to add. I don't, I mean, what else is there to say? Bats were hot, pitching was perfect, 
um, Vanderford homered, Bass homered, um, Vanderford homered again. I mean, fuck UTSA. That's all I really got to say. Yeah, run rule feels good. Run rule feels so good. I. It took an hour and 50 minutes. That's it. It's perfect. Like, the, just keep doing that the rest of the season. We're not losing again this year. We're not. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't even want to recap those games that we lost. Honestly, I really don't. It doesn't make sense. So, we're not going to talk about that. We crushed UTSA, and that's all that matters. Um, this coming weekend, we've got South Alabama coming into town. Uh, let's sweep them. Why wouldn't we? If we have to pitch Jessica Mullins every day, we'll pitch Jessica Mullins every day. Sweep them. She already proved that she can do it against much tougher competition. Where the hell even is South Alabama? They're mascot is some sort of jaguar that's white and i don't know about you but i've never seen a white jaguar so fuck them uh and then next wednesday we go to bay or no baylor comes here and plays us pitch jessica mullins again and we'll win that and we're not gonna lose the rest of the season yeah south alabama sucks so bad their chant is usa come on bro be original. Oh, they it's are USA. Stupid. Yeah. They I always chant USA that. at their sporting events. It's like, bro. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about, Reed? Hang on. Let me see what their softball record is this year. Oh, shit. They're 20 and 9. South Al. <laughs> okay. Pitch Jessica Mullins every day this weekend. We need to win to get back on track, and they're pretty good. It don't matter. Cats by 90. You know what we didn't talk about, Reed, uh, that I wanted to, is, um, so, well, you mentioned it, and I kind of brushed over it, but, so what happened last night between you and an HCU mom? Oh, some lady was sitting in front of us, I think it was the starting pitcher's mom. So whenever I go to games, I roll deep with my buddies, right? We like... We all love baseball. We enjoy the sport. We enjoy the culture of baseball. And part of the culture of baseball is shit talk. And it's always been that way. It always will be that way. No matter if you're easily offended or not. That's just the name of the game. Um, so we were just sitting there, you know, heckling the other team, blah, blah, blah. They sucked so bad, so it's too easy to heckle them. This lady, like, turns around and starts yelling at us, blah, blah, blah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. When you say heckling, what kind of heckling are you doing? He, okay, their starting pitcher was, like, 5'10". We said, why is there an eighth grader on the mound? We're like, oh, I'd, I'd rather go to... Like, we're, you know, just typical heckling. Like, oh, who wants to go to Houston Baptist? All that. We, we were saying, like, cringy stuff, like, stupid stuff. Like, we were, like, but one of the nothing... things, a few of the things I remember, here's, like, off the top of my head. Well, we, hang on, hang on. We were, like, we were, like, oh, I'd never go to a school that makes a name change. Just, like, joking. Obviously, like, 
ironic as fuck. So, but nothing that would like... No, not a word. Nothing not, that would like... Let me... Hold on. Hold that thought. I know what you're getting at. Nothing... No. Nothing like that... Nothing bad. The thing that made the lady turn around was I yelled, We want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. And she turned around. So, okay. And she was like, You know, y'all should really have some respect. So, middle school type stuff. Nothing vulgar. That's what I'm saying. Nothing that you couldn't necessarily say around, like, say, in... A ten year old, like no, nothing that nothing y- would be. I'm saying inappropriate to say around a ten year old. I'm saying the the worst thing was we said he looked like an eighth grader. We no cuss words, nothing. She turns around, and starts going off on me. She was like, you know, y'all think y'all are funny, but y'all are very disrespectful, blah blah. And so she turned around and said that, and I just like looked at her. I was like, if you're serious right now, like I'm sorry, but you probably need to leave the ballpark. And she like. Just turn around, starts texting her friends and stuff. Whoa! And then you can't say that. I can say that now. I'm not in the ballpark. I and I, I can't. I have to bleep that out. Okay, you can bleep that out. Whatever. You can't say that. And then, um, and that's my favorite word. But you know, you then, can't say that. And then I, some guys behind us were like laughing, and I was like, if she wants me to be disrespectful, I can be real disrespectful. And she was like, she turns back around. Do it then, do it. And I was like, no, ma'am, I don't want to. Like, thanks. I was like, like I said, if I wanted to, I could be, but I don't want to. And so then she turns around, texting people on her phone. She's all pissed off. She's like steaming, so pissed off. Oh, and mind me too, all these like old racist white people that are all part of the Houston Baptist University community are over there like looking at us. They're like, you could tell they were a bunch of like freaking losers. Um, and then she like not stole- Houston Baptist anymore. You're Houston Christian. Yeah, it's because I don't know. Anyway, she like storms off, whatever. And then that pitcher gets pulled. Another pitcher comes in and throws six balls in a row. We start so doing the Baylor Bauman was the starting pitcher. We start doing so the Jonathan Valdez comes in. We start doing the ball six, ball six. Next thing you know, we see two cops coming up the stairs. Freaking ugly ass cops too. I was like, oh my god, get your stinky ass breath out of my face. They're like, we will throw y'all out of this game if y'all keep doing this. And I was like, what do you mean? Like we're just doing what though? That's what like they were saying. Like you can heckle, blah blah blah. You don't need to be saying that. We're like, what? I was like, you know what we're saying, right? And they're like, bullshit. And I was like, no. I was like, you've never watched a college baseball game in your life. And then. Anyways, we got those cops to fuck so off. So they thought that you were chanting bullshit and I, because the, you were saying The most ridiculous six. part is I literally told the cop, I said, why would we be chanting bullshit whenever they just threw a ball and we just got another, we got two guys in a row walked. I was like, you, you're ridiculous, whatever, get out of my face. Cops leave and then the rest of it was just fans like getting mad. When we're leaving the ballpark, we had Texas State fans and Texas State players walking up to our group of guys, and they were like, we love it, keep it up. Literally, when I say fans, I'm talking like 50, 60-year-old men walking up like, y'all are great, keep it up, we love it. That's what makes baseball fun. And we were like, yeah, we don't get why we can't have school spirit at this school without getting threatened to get kicked out of games. I literally told, I told 
the cop too. I said, y'all should watch an A&M game or go to an A&M game. Because I want to hear what those yeah. kids have to say. They're in for a rude awakening against UT. If it, It's because we go to Texas State and this school's never seen school spirit in their lives. If I went to A&M, I would have been the, they call it a two percenter at that game. Because those those kids at A&M at UT, they say some ruthless shit and players can tell you that. Opposing team players will tell you. If you go to a real big college, they where you're allowed to have some school spirit, they are mean. The stuff that I say is laughable. We just, I don't know. Yeah, it was stupid. That's why I tweeted at Danfis. I was like, hey, um, can we have some school spirit and not get threatened to get kicked out of a baseball game? Like, Yeah. Well, anyway. Whatever. Just wanted to hear about that. Uh, also... We said nothing vulgar. I swear to God, I will put my life on it. We said no- we said vulgar things amongst each other, like to each other, like yeah, we're cussing and stuff. But when we were screaming stuff, nothing, chanting so, all that. It was middle, like you said, middle school stuff. Do you know what the third baseman for HCU's name is? Chum. <laughs> yeah, Reed Chumley. Yeah. So that lady was. Oh, that is the one v- vulgar thing we said. She kept going. Come on, chum. And so we started going, chum on, or, yeah, we would say, chum on, come. <laughs> so I guess that's vulgar-ish, but also it's like, it's just stupid, like, play on words, you know? But yeah. Chum. Yeah. Chum on, come. We kept saying that. That probably pissed her off, but that, can you even consider that vulgar? It's just a play on the words. Ah, Literally. Mm, that's funny. Oh, God. Let's not get arrested, please. Let's not get kicked out of games. <laughs> hey, listen, if after the UT game... you If I get, get kicked, kicked out, out of a game, game, it's a joke on the university because they're just never going to get a dime of my donor money. What money? When I'm rich in 10 years. In 10 years? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you think you're going to be rich? You're going to be the anonymous anonymous four million dollar donor by the time you're 34 oh, no i'm not gonna be anonymous motherfucker i want my name oh on something. okay so you're by the time you're 34 you'll have donated a million dollars to the university you don't know how old i am do you yeah you're 22 you said 34 i'm can giving you, you a couple extra can you, years can you quick math i'm giving you a couple extra years sure 34 guaranteed i'll you'll have donated a Four million dollars to the university by the time you're 34. Yeah, I've probably already donated six figures with the amount that I buy beer at those baseball games. <laughs> That's not a donation. <laughs> okay, do you want to bet? If you've donated four million dollars by the time you're 34 years old, we better both be living pretty damn good and be doing a podcast in a better studio than this room. I won't be doing a damn podcast by the time I've donated four million dollars really you're gonna quit the podcast no if you you're gonna quit the podcast if you get money podcast won't be a thing by then dude have you heard of chat in 10 GPT? years it's always just gonna be robots that shit ain't gonna work nobody fucking <laughs> what's compelling about a robot dude they can write essays yeah, and then they can cross-reference those essays and you'll get flagged we'll for just, plagiarism we'll just type in no, not for school. I'm a finance major. I don't freaking. I'm just have saying in general. So what? What's your point? No, we won't. We won't have the podcast. We type in 
the quick bit of information we need and then a robot makes it and then it can even it can make your voice and make it can falsify your that's voice not, of saying it that's no fun yeah it is it's cool it's the future what are you gonna do that's no fun sit at home and collect checks hookers and cocaine jesus christ <laughs> let's not get kicked let's not please don't get banned from the ballpark before april 10th I won't be. Please. Oh, I wouldn't get banned. We anyways. already have our tickets. I I also was on Kelly Danfuss's Instagram right after all that, so even he knows that it was stupid. You owe me money for tickets, by the way. Just sorry. Okay. Oh, that's another thing. Honestly, while we're here, I mean, we're deep into this at this point. We there ha- If we're gonna play UT moving forward, which we are. We have to get something set up so that when we play UT, Texas State fans are the first people who have an opportunity to buy the tickets. And I know this is possible because it's been done before. They do it in the NHL. They limit what, like you have to, your IP address has to be within a certain zip code for you to buy tickets on the first release. And then obviously they can make it expanded out after that but for god's sakes within 10 minutes all the general admission was sold out and it starts popping up on SeatGeek and StubHub and all the secondary sites for double and triple and sometimes 4x face value it's absolutely fucking absurd and it prices out real texas state fans and let's be honest there's not that many of us i couldn't even get the website to load I think people were literally running bots on that, dude. They were. You, they were running bots on it. Because you had to. Because if you look on the secondary sites right now, those tickets are up in batches of 20. People were just buying the yeah. biggest amount possible and just to resell them. So please, Texas State Athletics, well, Kelly Davis, who the fuck ever... Get the software in place. It, it's Yeah, where's it, the limitation on tickets? Like anywhere else... Five tickets max. It the the software exists. They do it in the NHL. They did it last year. I, I I'm a fan of the New York Rangers and the NHL. Last season, when the Rangers played the um, Carolina Hurricanes, Rangers fans were having a tough time getting tickets to Hurricane or to the Ranger away games against the Hurricanes because what they did the Hurricanes smartly was for like the first couple days and you don't even have to do that on our scale but just as an example for the first couple days they limited ticket sales to ip addresses yeah that were had carolina zip codes yeah I mean, it it's... can be done they could limit it to 78666 zip codes for the first couple days or even just for the first couple hours for general admission tickets yeah. and then open it up to everyone else yeah i had to buy tickets on seat geek i'll just go ahead and tell you I had to buy tickets on SeatGeek to get general admission instead of standing room, and we paid $45 a ticket after after all the fees and stuff. Face value shit. was what, 20? 20. So we paid, and I'm a student. Yeah. If I wanted to even go, the best I can get is standing room only. Yeah. And I'm a student. I pay for a sports pass in my tuition. The standing room only if for I, students doesn't necessarily bother me for a big game like that. I okay, but at it. the at the minimum, block out that block out a section and call it the student section. 
something. They have if it's in your tuition, they have to. They they've got to next season when we play UT bigger. They have to figure out a way to guarantee that Bobcat fans, not these bots or not UT fans, have the first opportunity to buy tickets. For the home game. It was ridiculous. That freaking whatever four, six, eight million dollar renovation, I forget what it is. I know they had mentioned locker rooms and stuff. They better add at least two thousand seats to that ballpark too. Two thousand? No way. We only sit like two thousand right now. Double it up. I don't think they can double it. Why not? Because that would be going finish finish down uh out what? You can't finish it because there's bullpens on either side, but go all the way to the bullpen on both sides. You've got the caboose on the first base side. You could do more on this on the third base side, but you've got the caboose on the on the first base side, and that's not going anywhere. It adds seats, seats, but do seating behind the bullpen on the first base line. I mean, that'd be fine, but the I mean, I I don't see an extra two thousand, maybe an extra. Maybe an extra thousand seats. I don't know. There better be seating added in that. That many millions of dollars. I know, like, the things that I had heard is locker room, um, box seats. I'm like, locker bro, rooms get are definitely to... important. Though. No, no, I get that. Their locker rooms are in the freaking, are in Strahan right now. Yeah, but you've got to get stuff at the field. No, I know guys. I'm with you, but that's that only sucks up maybe half of that budget. Bro. I work in building materials right now. It's more than half the budget. It's one locker room, and how many guys no, do you carry on? It's the not team? one locker room because you got to build in a way locker room as well. And that's what those shacks out there are. I know, but they're not. They're not going to not need upgrade to give the those. away guys something nice. You know how many it's times I sat in shacks in high school football. But you, if you're going to upgrade one, you got to upgrade the uh, you. You have to do something. And they're going to want to upgrade, because it's the baseball-softball complex, they're going to upgrade softball as well. So it's not one locker room. And it's also probably a training facility, and it's also probably a giant lounge. Like, it's not just a locker room. I guess. You can't just do a locker room. Like, that's not that's not impressive to anybody. They're going to want go to go develop a whole complex to where... Probably a kitchen in a dining area as well for so that when the players get baseball and softball players get out of class, they go to the complex and everything the rest yeah. of the day is there study halls, everything. It's not I just like being right on the railroad tracks, but they really screwed up in that. The university That's planning, kinda, like, why a long time ago is terrible. Why it's sick. No, I'm saying I like that, but it's ter- with us being stacked with the. With us being all stacked up like that, baseball and softball right next to each other, with how big the school is, think about what if we ever want outfield seating at the baseball park? There's not... Name me a college in the country that has that. How many... Do you watch college baseball? Past the outfield wall? Who has it? In the outfield. Who has that? Every power Name five. One. No, UT doesn't. Okay, they not put a UT. Fucking scissor yes, lifts. No, not UT. Uh, they do have a little bit now, I think, actually. But, dude, what? Look up any SEC. Here's a couple big ones. Okay. Tennessee, okay. Vandy. Both of them have. 
more stands in their outfield than we have in our entire ballpark. Ole Miss? <laughs> You're naming like the biggest college baseball. Yes, and what are we, bro? Not the biggest college baseball program. Okay, not in the, country. the biggest, but we're a household name now in college baseball. They don't have more seating in the outfield than we do in the entire stadium. They have just left field. That's Tennessee. Okay, regardless. Well, I mean, with the bullpens and where they are located and stuff, everything, it's just, it seems like... I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a huge stadium compared to ours, but I mean, come on, it's Tennessee. They're one of the most historic programs in college baseball No, I'm history. saying with our bullpens. I like our park. I like it being right on the track. Their capacity stuff. is 4,000. Twice ours. Yeah, okay. I get that. But it's not like it's not like they see ten thousand people in there. They probably see six. I'm sure the I can standing find room and stuff. Let it, me see. I think we had four thousand last year when UT came to town, dude. Uh, let Ooh. me see. And this year, when with UT in town, we're gonna have. We're going to have a stupid amount. Lin- Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Lindsay, oh. Okay. Don't Lin- care. Anyways. Lindsey Nelson Stadium. What would that be? Like, um, record crowd? I don't know. Don't care. I gotta get going in a minute. Five thousand is their record crowd. What's ours? I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, thirty-two hundred. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not bigger, but I mean, come on. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's that big of a deal. Alright, whatever. We done this week? You got anything else? No. Coach Antoine got an award. What'd she get? I saw something. Damn it. I'm blanking. I don't know. don't know. I couldn't tell you. Was it a Sunbelt? Oh, it was like mid-major coach of the year? Oh, maybe. Right now, Levi Bell is winning against Janelle Fitzgerald. Yeah, go ahead and update the uh, update Kyle us on Urkel that is quick. winning against Cedricio Wynn. Nigel Caesar is beating Lincoln Perry. And Levi Wells is beating Dominic Yancey. Alright. We'll... Uh... We'll Make update sure those later this week. Like I said, if um, if Reed can't retweet that, and get some people. To you retweet it. You don't ever retweet anything from the podcast. I'll go retweet that. Um, like I said, if Reed can't um, jump in this weekend when we um, when we post round two, I'll jump on and do just a quick recap type deal, but. Anyway, 
that's all we got for this week. I know it was kind of all over the place. We, I mean, really all there is is baseball and softball right now, so that's going to be the bulk of it. I know there's spring stuff going on with football, but um, getting that deep in the weeds we'll talk doesn't... talk about that after the spring football game. Yeah, getting deep in the weeds on workouts doesn't seem oh, that... Oh, pro day happened. I saw that. Yeah, pro day. Levi um, Bell... Looked like he had a hell of a pro. Obviously, we'll cover if any of our guys get picked up in the draft. But, yeah. So, anyway, thanks for giving us a listen. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Cat's Corner Pod, at Reed Leonardis, and at Thomas Leonardis. Um, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast channel on Apple or Spotify, um, leave us a rate and review if you could. Um that definitely helps out and um shout out to the moms just like every week we got a bunch of moms that are following us on twitter and such um i think a couple of the athletes moms so shout out to the moms and um we'll talk with you next week uh well actually like i said i'll jump on here probably on saturday once we get the uh, round two for our Bobcat Madness posted. Yeah. Reed might as well, depending on what he's got going on. Uh, watch our baseball and softball games this week. Yeah. Reed's yawning, so I guess that means it's time to get out of here. See ya.